Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of the Mamas con Ganas podcast, we're talking about gluttony. Gluttony, why gluttony? We're, we're on part five of the seven-part series of talking about the seven deadly sins from the perspective of self-help self-development so the question we're not talking about morality here we're talking in essence of what works in our lives mm -hmm. and what doesn't work and why why it works and why it might not work exactly so it's not about right or wrong and casting judgment on one way of being or another it's more just exploring why that one way of, of behaving might not work for you exactly so gluttony gluttony is the over excessive eating or the over excessive drinking right so it's our ability to not be able to control and to over consume food and drink so why does gluttony not work so at first glance i mean there's obvious reasons yeah. right i mean health reasons otherwise Mentally speaking. Mentally speaking, we're not, not at our prime also when we overindulge in mm -hmm. or overdrink. And obviously in alcohol, especially either, it's it's something that really alters your state of mind. And also when we overeat, we become we become lazy and it lethargic. keeps us lethargic and we become unable to really work at our craft or our our divine assignment, as mm -hmm. I like to call it the reason why we're here and we're put in this planet. Yeah, I, I, I think that each and every one of these deadly sins brings you to a space of wanting to take more in as opposed to contributing more to the world. And once you get, I mean, obviously we're here on this planet to a certain extent to have some level of enjoyment. Um, but each and every one of these sins keeps you disconnected from the universe, from that, keeps you out of alignment and also it keeps us sort of in our inner child you know like little children they want more for themselves they we have to teach them to share <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what we do as parents we teach them okay you got to share and then you know with our three boys sometimes one of them wants to take 
the entire batch of cookies and where they're having to say, no, 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 no. You have to be fair with your brothers. You have to share those cookies. Mm -hmm. So when we are in essence, wanting all of these things, like you said, more for me, more for me, more for me, we are in our immaturity. Yeah. That's that's in our incapacity to think of others and to basically share what it is that we have. Yep. And it's also, it's also this, um, recognizing who's in control. Um, so in the instance where you're just so focused on, you know, getting that last cookie or, or really reaching for the cabinet or whatever have you, who's in control there? Is it, is it your, is it your mind? Is it your free will? Or is it the ego that's just trying to satiate itself at all costs? Um, oftentimes that's, that's what's going on. That's what's at play. It's that your mind is constantly just wanting a change of environment, uh, a different, a change of state that you could say. And, and so that's why you reach for something. You kind of just want to, you know, if it's we're like the cookie monster, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the perfect example of the gluttonous, like funny character on, you know, Who? Oh, the cookie, the monster. cookie monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like more, 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 more. more. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- I think that that's really one of the components of gluttony. If you break it down from a psychological perspective, it's really that, um, that desire to, to, to go to, to, um, to satiate yourself, that, that desire to feel complete through food which only leaves you feeling not so good. Afterwards. No, it's the worst because like when we overeat, it's always that feeling afterwards of like, oh, regret. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I have the self-control? And then it, instead of being happy about something that we did, thinking we were going to be happy mm-hmm. about it, it actually makes us the opposite. It makes us miserable. Yep. And it brings a lot of shame sometimes when we kind of overindulge and we're like, oh my gosh. Or like, why did I have one too many drinks and now I have a hangover, you know, or I shouldn't have had that that last that last piece of pie. Mm-hmm. Why did I have three pieces of cake instead of just one? <laughs> or half of one. Or, half or why of did one. I finish that whole bowl of fries? It, yes. I mean, the list goes on and on. I, I will say also, since we're talking about self-help, you know, in, in, in self-development, we always talk about how to produce effective actions and how to take massive action in our lives so that we actually get done and accomplish those goals that we have set out to do. And in order to make to take massive action, we first need to have positive emotions because the right emotions are, are what's going to cause us to take that massive action. Mm-hmm. And before those emotions, right, we need to have our thoughts. So the right thoughts produce the right emotions and those right emotions produce our massive action. Now, and I, the reason I'm talking about this is because with gluttony, I think that one of the things that really gets in the way and really jeopardizes us when we're wanting to be the cookie monster with whatever it is that we, we have a difficult time controlling with food or drink is the fact that we are sort of letting our emotions take a hold of us and rather than reining in our emotions and try to see how we can go about in either transforming our emotions or dealing with our emotions, you know, taking inventory of what it is that we feel. Instead, it's sometimes like it's, it's as if we want to put a lid on the emotions. And then the lid that we use to, to sort of keep our emotions at bay and controlled is food. 
Got it. You understand? Yep. Like a lot, I think a lot of people, they grab that cookie or they grab cheese or they grab whatever it is so that they don't have to deal with all of those really strong emotions that they're going through. And the emotions might come from personal traumas or they might come from, from past experiences or, or present anxiety and present worry. So I think that one of the, you know, and, and I hear it all the time with these, um, the life coaches that I follow that do a lot of work on helping people rein in on the gluttony mm -hmm. aspect of like the, the weight loss and all of that. One of the first things they do is that they actually talk about how to get a, how to build a good, healthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And it all starts with acknowledging where we are emotionally. And then in dreaming about who it is that we want to become in the future, we need to start bringing in those emotions that we think we're going to feel when we're our future best self. Mm -hmm. So our present self might deal a lot with frustration and anger and anxiety and stress. And we think, okay, we start looking at the future in self-development as to what it is that we want to call into our lives and say, okay, the new, you know, my future version of myself will be happy, fulfilled, excited, and motivated. So, but in order to bring that future self into the now or quicker, we need to start developing and cultivating those emotions that we think we'll feel when we've accomplished those goals that we've set out for ourselves. Got it. And in order to do that, we need to have the correct thoughts. Because I think a lot of the things, a lot of the thoughts that we tell ourselves that drive us to, you know, to grab the cheese or to grab one more, one more glass of wine or whatever it is, those, th those thoughts are not serving us. And they, in, in essence, produce an emotion that we're not able to deal with then then produces the action of picking it up. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I I, I don't know because uh, I like. What I, do you I, tell yourself, for example? It, I think it's pure impulse. In, in all honesty, yeah. I but think but that, there's a thought before the impulse always. I, I would say like, that I'm stressed out. I can't deal with this. So you grab the the glass of wine, or there's yeah. always a thought that precedes your actions. There's no action before thoughts. It's either like the thought can be, I deserve this. A lot of times it's like, you know, you've had a, mm, a long day at okay, work. You're like, it. I deserve this bottle of wine or I deserve this, you know, these chips. I, it's, I've worked so hard. So there's always yeah. a thought that precedes the actions. It, it's interesting because I find that pride and gluttony are kind of at the opposing ends of the spectrum, meaning in pride, one would one would believe that they need that ultimate sense of self-control in order to be able to uh, to live righteously, and they're not willing to relinquish anything to 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 chance or to the universe. And in gluttony, it's like a, almost a loss of self-control. In that one one can't even hold back. One one can't live in that restrained manner. They're just itching to kind of delve into those external pleasures yes and no because you there is an uh, a, a certain sense of being proudful and proud. that is also a proudful you can say as well uh, uh, proud pro, like pride okay that goes along with gluttony which is exactly what i'm saying i deserve this and so you grab it that's also pride mm. working so i think and I, and I agree with you i think all of these deadly sins are all intertwined mm. with each other they're kind of interconnected because greed 
is also goes along with gluttony. It's like, ah, oh, I want more. It's for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're all, they're all intertwined. But before we do what it is that we think we can't control, there's always those thoughts that go beforehand. Mm. And also I feel like a lot of times with gluttony, our self-esteem with food, there's a very underlying, it's huge. Like the, 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 I, I feel that at least this is my personal opinion is that when my self-esteem is at a good place, I have a less tendency to, to overindulge in anything, mm. to overindulge in, in, in desserts or in cheeses or in wine or in anything. When I feel good about myself, just knowing that I'm good produces that self-contentment that, that is actually what we're looking for when we're trying to stuff ourselves with something. Because mm -hmm. what we're in essence trying to find is that, and I forget what episode we were talking about, but it's that sense of trying to make ourselves complete. Mm -hmm. Fill this void that for some reason, we talked about how in essence at the end of the day, that void that we all feel that we want to fill can only be filled by the spiritual. Mm -hmm. It can never be filled with food. It can never be filled with riches. It can never be filled with a closet full of whatever mm -hmm. with jewels. It's yep. something that goes beyond there. And that's why, you know, I think that's why the world of self-development, it joins at some point with the world of spirituality because it's that realization that in order for us to feel fulfilled, truly fulfilled, it does take, and it does take a lot of discipline, Yeah, which is in essence, the one cure to all of these deadly sins, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's see the the interesting thing in, in the self-improvement spirituality space is you gotta come down to the to the concept that you you're you're almost like a self-generating happiness machine. Like where where you you don't need these external environments or external praise or you don't need someone to say something nice or you don't need you don't need it it's nice when it happens and you can go and appreciate external things but you're really at peace with yourself and you're able you have the ability to hone in on your thoughts and develop a sense of gratitude for whatever circumstance you're in like that is you know the culmination you're not at the mercy of circumstance your happiness doesn't waver uh, irrespective of what's going on in life. And, and that, that is where um, that you, you kind of have to rewire the mind to gain that sense of appreciation in restraint. Like once you start developing a certain enamorment or excitement over that, your ability to restrain yourself and to double down on something that's, somewhat difficult but it's interesting because you know you're using the word restraint but in reality and i think that's where it messes up with us because if discipline equals freedom yeah. and you were the one who talked about it mm -hmm. last time then it's not really restraint it's basically saying no so that you can say yes to something higher yeah okay mamacita hold that thought now a word from our sponsor here's an inspired idea what if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? I've been using clean, simple, kitchen-crafted recipes from Hair Food 
and have seen amazing results. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your Hungry Dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Oh, and did I mention the scents? Everything from coconut milk and chai spice to refreshing tea tree and lavender water. They're all so different and they all smell so good. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to nourish your hair, really nourish it, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. That's good. And I know that it goes against what we all, yeah. you know, impulsively want to do. <laughs> and then when we do develop that relationship with that this that relationship with discipline that sometimes is so hard to even start, mm-hmm. right? But once we we start saying, okay, well, this this is working for me. This being disciplined with X, Y, or Z is making me feel like more proud of myself in a good way. Pride in the good way as a virtue. <laughs> it's making me feel this. Go ahead. Yeah. What are you gonna say? No, no, it's interesting because every single one of these elements has a dichotomy. Meaning there's two, there's two facets, there's two facets to pride. And again, you know, with regards to discipline, you want to, I mean, this discipline is something that's aspirational, but the other side of discipline is rigidity in which in a circumstance in which you cannot be happy unless this and this and this and this and this is done. Yes. Yes. It has to be. There are, there are many people that choose that way of being and And they're unhappy as well. they're, they're miserable, 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 miserable. Yeah, because it has to be. It up takes to, yeah. it takes like the world has to look a certain way for you to be happy. And if it's outside the scope of that framework, then you're unhappy. So you end up playing small because the 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 game that the only game that satisfies you has so many rules, whereas the the world is so complex. Absolutely, it's like it's almost as if like the the sweet spot is. Discipline meeting flexibility. That's like the sweet spot. Because when that's you good. go too far in discipline where it becomes rigid, that's where that misery comes in because then you're unable to realize that life will throw things at you yeah. that are completely unexpected. And you're going to have to be and in order to be able to still lead a happy life. We have to be able to deal with those things with a certain sense of humor. And that's why for be mamas con ganas, yes, I, that's why I love putting the humor in. Because if we don't laugh at ourselves and we don't laugh about these subjects and we don't bring a little bit of humor to it, then it could just get so serious. Yeah, it sounds militant. That it's freaking boring. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting also, you know, in, in the same in the same token of discipline and rigidity. And this is this is these are not my thoughts. This is straight from the Jocko Wilnick, uh, Leif Babin book, uh, The Dichotomy of Leadership um, in, in talking about, uh, you know, in a certain circumstance, when you have so much discipline and so much you're so stuck on certain principles that you've put forth and you said, OK, well, I, in your in your mind, you'd put together a plan of action that has to go like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. And when things don't go according to plan, either you're miserable or you're stuck. So, so it's an extreme sense of discipline leaves, takes away your creativity as well, because you only, you've only devised a certain plan. And if you can't, 
you can't waver from that and you can't create something with whatever whatever the world gave you well then you're no better off you've just kind of robbed yourself out of creativity yeah. so I mean, anyway, and kind I, of deviate, no, but I want to go, gluttony, I want to take but... it back from to gluttony because I feel like this, it really relates to gluttony in this way. I feel like with food and drink, it's the same thing. It's like the sweet spot is the enjoyment, but it's the enjoyment with a certain sense of knowing where to stop and where your satisfaction and contentment lies. Yeah. And it's also, you know, sometimes, you know, we've all been there at that party and that thing where we are, I guess in the moment we're wanting to take that other piece of cake or that other glass of wine, but there's a little voice in our head that tells us, ah, I think we're good. And it's like, we need to learn how to hear that whisper and then let it go. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be true to ourselves. Cause I feel like when we, when we are in that sort of discipline we don't feel robbed and we don't feel like we are sacrificing everything yeah you know it, it, it's Be- it's interesting because it's like and 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 in you speaking about this this is the same goes for like events get-togethers like there there's many instances where the get-together really should have ended at like you know <laughs> nine no, Latin but then is, you, we're famous for this. Our, our, our get-togethers never end at nine. No, it's but, always but, like but five it, in the morning. Yeah, but in the sense that, you know, it's there's work the next day. There's something. You have a commitment. You know that that's going to compromise your commitment. And then, you know, but you still decide to have like one more conversation, one more this, one more that. And at one moment in time, you you had to you had to say to yourself, OK, you know, this is great but we have to kind of put the brakes or let's, let's save some for another time. Yeah. Because you know, there's, there's, there are many other moments, many other occasions that you could create, but if you want to milk the most out of this one occasion, you're doing it sometimes at the expense of other, of another commitment that you have. And, and that's why every culture has the, you know, when you bring it, when you bring it back from a, to a cultural perspective, every culture has different ways of being, in, in this exact um, with this exact topic of conversation, like, you know, like you said, Latins are very much. So, yeah, let's stay until five o'clock in the morning. And the next day, you know, they're worthless. <laughs> like they're totally like, you know, things are not working. OK, so maybe that's one extreme way of being. But in another extreme way of being, it's like, let's say I don't I don't mean to be, you know, let's say Germans, for instance, would be like the party starts at six and it has to end at nine and if anyone's still there at 901 it's a flop (laughs) you understand like where is the where is the you know where's the the balance in between those different ways of being yeah you know it's interesting because i feel like the good news with this is is for anybody struggling with like food and like i feel like the the that the good news is that in reality there, you can find a balance between enjoying those things that you still like, but also realizing that you don't have to have, oh, it's like, you know, have, yeah. you don't have to have a truckload full of it. And I will say the French do this very right. Yes, I agree. With, when it comes to, they're, when they're, it comes they're to masters gluttony, of moderation. Yes, they're masters in moderation. They're masters mean, of moderation. It's something that I learned in France. It's like, you don't deny yourself of butter. But you have a little bit of butter. You don't deny yourself of anything because they have the richest sauces and, 
that the, the food is exquisite and you'll go there and you'll very seldomly see overweight over really overweight yeah. or, or, or you know or obesity in its extremes yeah. and i think it's because it's like they know that life comes with the pleasure of food and with the taste buds but when it overtakes our, your life that's when it's something that can be very destructive yeah yeah that's it, it th there's definitely that sweet spot that sweet spot because and and you know again we're talking about discipline and rigidity it, it, rigidity it's so perfect because you see that you know that that those individuals and again not from a judgmental perspective just from an observational perspective that they're so regimented and it seems as though it's constantly a frustration like you're at a restaurant you can't have this can't have that can't have that. okay so you're basically left with a plate of lettuce and <laughs> you know and a little bit of salt and, some kale uh, exactly some kale and, <laughs> and, and you're looking at this and like this seems like a miserable existence I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. There's there's instances where you're making a, a, a very concerted effort for a very specific period of time because you have a specific goal that you want to accomplish yes. for whatever reason. Yes. That's one thing. But if your entire, you know, life perspective revolves around food is there's no enjoyment related to food. Well, then, you know, sometimes you're missing out on on, you know, a, a really nice aspect of life. So it's it's finding that balance between discipline and overindulgence and rigidity, which means you can only ha be happy if the world looks like this. So for you, what do you do to like when you when you feel yourself kind of going over? Is there anything that you do to say to kind of bring you back to the mark that's a bit more disciplined with like food or drink? That's a great question. So we, I, what I've loved to do is do a juice fast. So oh, that's right. Uh, he does love the juice. Yeah. Fast. And then I usually accompany him on it. It's like, you want to do this with me, babe? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, that that's that's been that's been a way of kind of rekindling my relationship with food and not having to once once I know that this is exactly what I'm having, I'm having water and I'm having this juice and this juice and this in this sequence, like having that extreme sense of discipline for a set period of time is a nice little reset button because it makes you re remember that we have the ability to say no. Agreed. Because sometimes we forget that we can say no and we think we have to say yes to everything. Yeah. Or sometimes you feel entitled or in a sense that like you have this this urge, this, this you put it in your head. Oh my God, I'm so starving. Like, it, okay, relax. Like you had <laughs> breakfast and you haven't had lunch and now, okay, it's a little bit later in the day. But I mean- you can go for a lot longer without eating like you're not gonna die <laughs> so but we kind of oh we make this whole drama about how we're feeling you know and then once you Are once you, you go through a fast, personal exactly. experience not really um, <laughs> they'll call me what's for dinner <laughs> yeah i want to know god forbid if the wife doesn't have anything when he's hangry <laughs> exactly come on Otherwise, I'm going to be rummaging through those cabinets <laughs> and being the cookie monster. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, Mamacita, let us know what you thought about this topic. I think it's a very interesting, very broad, there's very broad a, conversation. There's a lot of there, there are a lot of different intricate elements. To, yes, because to we, we spoke about discipline. We spoke about flexibility. We spoke about balance. We rigidity. spoke about rigidity. We spoke about emotions. All of these things have to do with with the sin of gluttony. How do you guys feel about this topic? 
let us know. Go to mamasconganas.com forward slash 90, baby. 10 more for 100. <laughs> and we'll see you next time when we talk about what do we talk about next time? Wrath. Wrath. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Besitos. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. What if we fed our hair with the same nourishing ingredients that we feed our bodies? Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, your hungry dew will feel well-fed from the superfood ingredients packed into every bottle of hair food. Every hair food product is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oils because your hair does not want to be eating that. So if you're looking to really nourish your hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target.